Welcome to the Bayside Report. I was going to try and find some swanky Motown jazz, but it's all copyright, heavily copyrighted. So, here's some copyright free. This is the bullshit they would play at the business. We had these business events in college in downtown Pittsburgh at the Marriott's where the Amazon vice president of ass wiping would go up and give a speech about how their technology is going to the next level. This is what this music reminds me of. I was the president of the business club in college at a non-business college with very horrible participation. And if I could muster together four people, let's go down to Pittsburgh. We'll get fruit bowls at the Marriott, maybe some sausage and turkey bacon if we're lucky, and some bread, I don't know, bread rolls, whatever. You'll get to shake hands with a bunch of corporates just like how we are now. It's just a bunch of corporate 40-year-olds looking for an excuse to get out of work and listen to the chief technology officer of Amazon speak. It's a good time. It's networking. That's what it's networking. That's what we're doing. We're networking here. Hi, nice to meet you. My name's Garrett. I'm a senior at Carlo University. I'm the president of the business club. Any jobs at your company by chance when I graduate? No, Sonny. You have to go work at that fucking shitty startup like I did and work your way up the ladder. <laughs> Welcome to the Bayside Report. I'm happy to be here. We have gambling reports, we have Super Bowl reports, new Kanye West album. A lot happening in the world. Why don't we get into it? Here's our gambling report. It is the Hard Rock Gambling Report Super Bowl Edition. Woo! Sponsored by Covista Beer. This is some knockoff Mexican bullshit from Aldi. That's right, Aldi, low-rent grocery store, German, here in America. Thank you, private label grocery store. All right, everyone, in to the gambling recap. Here it is on my separate piece of paper. We're not giving you picks this week. We're going to take a week off since everyone needs a detox. Everyone needs a detox from football, from gambling, from the hoopla, going to the bar with your Miller Lite 16-ounce aluminum can. Yeah! Take a break. Take a break. Go garden, go on a run. I know it's cold up north, so maybe, I don't know, play a VR headset video game. Do something productive. Okay, here we go. Gambling report, we had 49ers minus one and a half. Eh, that was no bueno. Coin toss, though, we had heads. Heads for the threats. Heads to bed. Heads is the winner. Tails does fail. Tails does fail. Anthem over 86 and a half seconds. Didn't watch it, but I heard it hit. Ding, ding, ding. There's another one. Over, under. 47. We said 47 and a half at first, but I did actually bet 47 flat, courtesy of Hard Rock Gambling. And it pushed. The game finished 25-22, which adds up to 47, so that is a draw. Our first ever draw in the Mush Gambling Psychological Hard Rock Gambling Study, presented by Hard Rock Gambling. Biden remote coin toss. He didn't do it, but guess what? Ding, ding, ding. We didn't say he was. We told you guys last week that Biden needs to sleep and he needs rest, and that's exactly what he did. He got rest. We went, what was that? Three, one, and one. Three, one, and one on our Super Bowl bets. Take that to the fucking bank. Not bad. 35, 42, and one overall is where the record stands. Like I said, a week off. 
and we'll have more basketball, hockey, and Slovakian ice sculpting picks soon. Thank you, everybody, for being here. What a week. My parents were here. We're getting back into the swing of things for you. Um, the Super Bowl recap. Let's start with that. This was a great Super Bowl. I've never gone out. I've never been in public for a Super Bowl. I've always watched from the confines of someone's house so for the first time in my life. And here's Molly. Here's the cat for the YouTube viewers. She's off her rocker. This is her witching hour. I'm just going to run you through. So Sunday night, my parents last night, I meet up with them for dinner in the lovely town of Safety Harbor, Barfly. Very impressed. It looked like the typical chain overpriced bullshit restaurant here in Florida with mediocre seafood and mediocre American chicken wraps and burgers. But no, it was actually very good and very reasonable too. Very well priced. So I will shout you out. Barfly, Safety Harbor, Florida. If you're in the area, check it out. Had that, had a few drinks there. So the wheels are already greased a little bit. The wheels are starting to turn slowly on the tracks of the train. Uber down to St. Petersburg. I missed kickoff, missed the national anthem, missed the coin toss, got there. I think there was about 12 minutes in the first quarter when I landed at Ferg's. Ferg's is a establishment in St. Petersburg. So for those that don't know, Ferg's is a fucking city bar. City bar restaurant with just bar food. I mean, chicken sandwiches. I think they have little shitty freezer burgers, hot dogs, stuff like that. But this place is the size of a small fucking town in Iowa. I I swear, I walked through it. I mean, there's an outdoor amphitheater. That's the first place I walked into was the outdoor amphitheater. And it was long. I mean, you could barely walk through the place. And then they had barracks of portageons outdoor porta johns they did have some bathrooms inside which i could not find because the place was so damn huge and eventually i found i went with my sister met up with a few of her friends and had a great time at the super bowl had some miller light not covista like we have here just a few miller lights to grease the wheels even further on the train so the game was good i mean it was a very intense game back and forth I started, I was pretty lit when Travis Kelsey started yelling at Andy Reid. That's when I knew, Molly, what the fuck? Why are you here biting paper? Sorry, everyone. We're having a disruptive cat interruption. I knew I was a little lit up when Andy Reid got just demolished by Travis Kelsey on the sideline. And I, I tweeted. I had to tweet that one. I said, Travis Kelsey, be nice to Andy. He's an old 65-year-old teddy bear i mean andy reed is the definition of a of a gentle teddy bear you gotta be nice you gotta respect people like that but i get it you're fired up in the moment so you know the beers are going in and it's good like i said this place is crowded it's a city in there there's i can't even compare like i said a small town in iowa four thousand people three thousand people that's how it feels despite not probably being three thousand people it feel you probably actually get about 900 to 1,000 in this place. Look it up on the internet. Fergs, F-E-R-G-S, Fergs. Look it up on the internet for yourself. So like I said, the Porta John barracks, I had to let it go. And it's funny, I'm walking up to them and they're all taken. And this very sweet girl, she goes, oh, just go back, any of those, any of those are wide open, wide open. All right, perfect. I, I pissed in a lot of Porta Johns throughout my time. 
many portajohns, especially here in Florida. Florida is the capital of the portajohn. <laughs> if you, every bar has portajohns, especially outdoor, and I, I understand there's the demand, supply, demand, supply, demand. So you get acclimated to the portajohn. But I've been to portajohn pisser since I was a little kid. My parents are kind of white trash. My parents have a little white trash side. They like to drink beer and have fun, but they also class it up sometimes. But we li- we belong to a boat club on the Ohio River area. So that's not quite your classy experience. You're going to have some downfalls. So I've been a to- I've been frequenting Porta Johns for a while. But let me tell you, the second the the you know, my piss hit the broke the plane and hit what was in that toilet, whatever may have been laying in that toilet from the day. And this is around halftime, maybe after halftime. I think it was around halftime. The second, you know how when your liquid hits, it conjures up the smells. Ladies and gentlemen, they, thems, it conjures up the smells. Oh boy, did this conjure up smells so bad. I, I threw up. I threw up in a portage on, not from being drunk, not from even remotely consuming a lot of alcohol from the sheer smell that was conjured up from my liquid breaking the plane first down touchdown hitting hitting conjuring smells i mean holy crap ladies and gentlemen that's how you that's when you're questioning your life you're like i should have just went to that super bowl party at gertrude and aunt jenny's house what the fuck was i thinking i'm i'm here with these animals thousands of animals in this bar city in a portage on like I'm in a New York alley. So that was good. That was a good time. Uh, the, yeah, the game was great. I mean, it just kept drinking the beer. The chiefs somehow came away. I mean, the 49ers had plenty of chances to put it away. They just fucked around too much and didn't do it. They didn't score enough points, left the door open for the chiefs. I know there was some overtime controversy. They didn't know the rules. How do you not know the rules? You should know. You should be preparing for this shit. And then I think back to when Kyle Shanahan said, oh, Sunday morning, we're relaxing. We're not. There's no football in our mind on Sunday morning. We're relaxing. Kyle Shanahan, you should have been reviewing the overtime rules on Sunday morning because you got yourself in a sticky situation. But also introducing, I thought they said it was the first time the rules were introduced on the Super Bowl. Why don't why don't we trial it first in the regular season? Why new rule alert? New rule alert during the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's factual or not, but yeah, that's what I think. And then lit up Uber home and this sweet lady. I don't know. I get encapsulated, and it was a long Uber. I like blessing Uber drivers. I don't know if Uber drivers need bless. I, I hear there's always a wage discrepancy with Ubers, and I get it. You're putting wear and tear on your car. I understand. And especially when you're inebriated, you feel giving. Um, and I always, the good deed, the good deed. You're like, I need to do some good deeds. So I'm, I'm going to over tip the Uber driver. <laughs> I, a $30 tip to an Uber driver get, got my flat carded. And they're like, nah, nah. Capital One, thank you, Capital One. You saved me 30 bucks, changed it to five. I still gave her a $5 tip. But I'm in the back of an Uber just lit the fuck up. Should I tip her 70? Nah. How about 80? Nah, or two. How about 50? 50 is fair. No. No. Let's go. Let's go 30. 30 is a real 30 is a legit number. 30 will make her day. Will 30 make her day? Maybe 45 will make her day. Or 50 might might really just brighten her up and be like, holy shit, I got a $50 tip. 
Turns out she's got five. Capital One. Capital One checked me there. I said, nah, this is more of a $5 tip ride. So thank you for that. Uh, the Kanye West album review, polarizing, polarizing, polarizing. Yes, we know. A lot of references. I mean, he's trying to own up to his mistakes, talking about, talking down on Jewish folk. I don't know if it was in a serious manner. He said he, quote, keeps a few Jews on the staff now, unquote, from his song Stars. So, <laughs> what what do you think? What do you think? I, I guess that's a start. He's keeping a few Jews on the staff now. And then there was another one, and he's kind of quoting. He's just quoting what people are saying. And he goes, crazy, bipolar, anti-Semite. <laughs> it's like... I was in the shower listening to this shit. I'm like, what did he just say? That's the, that was kind of the other issue. I listened to half of the album in the shower at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Just still getting my bearings. Then I hear his, his daughter comes on going, Mrs. Westie, bestie, bestie, bless me, bless me. I'm like, what is going on with this Kanye album? Can we just get back to the basics? Can, but there were. There were good songs. I can't complain fully. I like the problematic was a good one. Stars was a good one. Got an update on his staffing situation. <laughs> um, I I mean, the album cover's pretty cool. They keep taking it off Apple Music. It's It was off, then it was on, now it's off again. It, I don't know if he removed it or what. Oh, Vultures? Or no, no, no. Carnival. Sorry, Carnival. You had Roddy Rich. Or no, Rich the Kid. You had Playboy Cardi. You had Travis Scott. So you had some bangers. Here's Molly just laying right in the center of attention. Thank you for coming. I thought about a good memory. I've been getting into Seinfeld a lot. I always watched Seinfeld growing up, but I'm kind of really getting into the storyline and enthralled by it, especially just the trials and tribulations of a young gang hanging out in the New York City in the 90s. And I think about George Costanza. He takes shits with his shirt off. And I can relate. I can relate, George Costanza. When I was a young whippersnapper around the age of second grade, when the Steelers won the Super Bowl, I had a prized Heinz Ward jersey that I wore for four months straight. Maybe longer. It was a year. During the school year, I'd wear different stuff. The Heinz Ward jersey was in the rotation once or twice a week during third, fourth grade. But I'd wear different stuff the other three or four days. But on the weekend, Heinz Ward jersey all day. Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Heinz Ward jersey. Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward. The whole summer, the whole summer, I wore this Heinz Ward jersey so hard that completely colors faded. This jersey got destroyed. I never forget my grandfather took me to Dick's Sporting Goods right after. It was actually the day of the Steelers Broncos AFC championship game. My grandfather, rest in peace to a legend, took me to Dick's Sporting Goods to get the most worn and used Heinz Ward jersey in existence. And it was a good time. But I mean, that's just dedication, folks. You have to take the jersey off the shit. And I always was just such a germaphobe growing up. I always would take my shirt off to shit, no matter what. But that's kind of escaped me. You just kind of quit caring as you grow up. But George Costanza, my whole point is of this, George Costanza has a good logic there. Just think about it. I might start taking my shit off now when I, when I do my business for sanitary reasons. Everyone's talking about COVID and 
the flu, the flu shot. I have a doctor appointment tomorrow. I have to get the flu shot. No, I'm not getting the flu shot. Just take your shirts off when you're passing. Stole. Anyways, moving on. Earthquake bets. This is a hot topic. I know earthquakes are kind of coming back. California, they had an earthquake a few weeks ago. So these earthquake beds are insane. And I, I think it's a good investment, especially if you're a wealthy Californian with all that bread out there. It essentially, look it up on YouTube and watch for yourself. But they're around 10 grand. The bed will collapse you inside a shelter. There is a door. I'm looking at the picture right now. There is a door that is hanging over you at all times. It kind of scary way to sleep. And it doesn't look very, it's not a big bed. It, it looks like a twin bed. I don't even think it's, a, yeah, it's not a full, that's a twin bed. So you're sleeping in this twin bed container. It's literally a chest that if an earthquake hits and your building goes down, especially, I guess, if you're in an apartment complex, you collapse into this chest and you're, you're not, I mean, you're trapped in it, the door's shut, and obviously you're trapped in rubble, but you have breathing holes and then you have food, water, dry food, supplies, the space food, all that good stuff while you're in there. Californians, this has to be on your bucket list. Get all your kid kiddos a little earthquake bed because they're, I hear that's a going to happen maybe within the next five to 10 to 20, 30 years. There could be some crazy earthquake catastrophes on the way. So California, invest in earthquake beds. The waste management, the wasted management, Phoenix Open Golf. It's golf season heating up, heating up. It's the PGA Tour is stopping in Tampa Bay. Next month, we will be there to check out the action. But first, Super Bowl weekend. If you're not a golf fan, this is one of the biggest events to get turned up at. And some people got too turned up. The Waste Management Golf Tournament, Phoenix, it's about beer. It's about celebration. It's about cheering, throwing items at the 16th hole on the green, getting hype. And then there's this guy there, shirt off, running through the mud, just not on earth. Not on earth. Too fucked up. Too fucked up. Everyone got out of line. They had to cut off alcohol sales. They cut off admission. People paying for seats got cut off. So it happens. I just realized we do not have our light on for the podcast, for YouTube. Sorry, there you go. 20 minutes in, you get the correct lighting on YouTube. How silly. But yes, the Wasted Management Open. I want to make a trip there next year and see the chaos for myself. But are they going to reel it in? Is this tournament going to reel it in? Because they've always been branded as the tournament that you go as a patron to get fucked up at. They put 20,000 seats on a 16th hole par 3 for you to get fucked up at. How are they going to? This is a slippery slope. Once you're down the slope, you're down. At least classes up a little bit. There's no need to take your shirt off and and start doing mudslides. The one dude, he looked like he was in Vietnam, just running down hills and taking mud. The one guy sliding down. Let's just class it up. Class it up. We don't need to be too fucked up. 
people need to start maybe token a little bit. I know weed's legal in Arizona. Maybe throw a little token there to calm you down. Just chill out. Watch some golf. It's supposed to be calming and peaceful. Instacart driving. I did Instacart driving during COVID in Pittsburgh. What a nightmare. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare. Why didn't I just take that? They're giving out money. Trump, Trump was just doing this. They had a, I forget what they had. It was a lot of cash, five or six grand. They were just, I said, nah, I'm a fucking American. I'm going to go grind these groceries and deliver them to doctors and medical staff in the Pittsburgh region. And I'm going to grind out these tips in my 2012 Chevy Equinox that is falling apart, was falling apart at the time. It's a, it's a hustle. And the reason why I bring that up, I was in the grocery store the other day and I'm, I'm going to grab my organic chicken and this. Instacart driver was hovering and I did see him. He was in the area before me. He scanned them and I went to grab him after he goes, sir, I scanned those for my guest. Those are Instacart organic chickens now. Whoa, whoa. And normally I'd say too bad and take them, but no, I understand. I understand the grind of Instacart. If you're, if, if your life resorts to Instacart driving, you need a hug and I love you. Cause that's a, that's a, this, people order three orders at a time at the same grocery store. So you have to check out one order and the, the fucking grocery cashier, especially at Aldi, they have no patience. They have no patience. They are, whoop, 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 get the fuck out, whoop, 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 get the fuck out, bring your own bags, bag it here, get your own bags, bring it here, bag it, get the fuck out. It's a drill sergeant activity at Aldi. So if you're doing three order Instacart deliveries from Aldi, Order one. Oh, that's done here. I'll pay for that one here. Oh, oh, here's order two. Let's sell them. Go ahead and grab it. Boxer real quick. Pay for that. You're a soldier. <laughs> Moving on. There's this guy at the bus stop lately. He must be new. He must be new to the area, but he's very charismatic. Let's put it that way. He's always at that bus stop. I don't know if people know about the Burger King guy on the plane who had the um, Burger King crown on the plane. And he said some mean stuff that Got him in, got him in some deep hot water. Black backlash. Look up Burger King guy on plane with the Burger King crown. You'll get the reference. But he looks like him. He looks just like that guy. And he's just ready to fucking go. I don't know. I'm not going to question if, if substances are involved. No substance questions will be asked. We don't know. We won't speculate. But he looks like he's Garen. He's always talking shit. He's always talking shit. He's like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm at the fucking bus stop right now. Who wants it? Who wants it? It's 7 a.m. in Clearwater, Florida. I'm ready to get on this bus and take over the world. That's the energy I see from him. But just let's be more like that. Let's, let's get our energy up, no matter what the situation is. <laughs> PT Cruisers, what a great car. Chrysler, what the fuck? You listen to all the haters. Whoever hates on the PT Cruiser clearly has issues because that's a sick car. I don't, I don't get the hate. I don't get it. Especially if you put the drop top on it. The drop top PT Cruisers are elite. That's why the mid-2000s were elite because we had shit like that. That was my favorite car growing up was the PT Cruiser as a young four or five-year-old. I just wanted that one from Toys R Us, the model one. That's how I got potty trained. You get reward with a PT Cruiser when you do it right. These kids don't know, but I'm petitioning Chrysler. This is my offer to Chrysler. I'm a business management major in college, so the marketing is in my blood. This is perfect marketing. Chrysler, 
People want the PT Cruiser. You think they don't. You think people are hating on the wood grain. I mean, the wood grain PT Cruiser. Go on YouTube and look it up right now or Instagram or Facebook. You'll be blown away and appreciate the timeless beauty of it. Chrysler, Super Bowl 59 is February of 2025. I think it's in New Orleans. It is. We have business to do until then. We're going to make a commercial. Well, first, first, we're going to develop an EV wood grain PT Cruiser a bunch. Get it, get it going. I know you have that EV engine ready to go. Let's plug it in the PT Cruiser. We're going to announce it. We're going to drop the commercial, the reveal commercial. Super Bowl 59, New Orleans, boom. PT Cruiser EV hit, a hit. It will rival the Bronco. It will rival the Hummer EV. It's going to be the most talked about car of the 2020s. You'll see beautiful young white woman driving their EV PT Cruiser convertibles, convertible wood grain. Come on. Come on, I went to Carlo University. That is an esteemed business management school. You could tell the marketing. Wisdom was just passed down. Was just passed down through us. We have this marketing wit, us Carlo University business management majors represent. Uh, (laughs) This is the Bayside Report. This is what it's about, people. Having a good time. Just having a good time drinking Covistas and telling you what's what's the business. This is it. This is really it. Ah. Sarah Silverman, Stupid Pet Tricks. It's a new television show. I have a crush on Sarah Silverman. A lot of people are haters. Why? I never watched her stand up. She has a dry, very dry and weird Hollywood personality, for sure. Because I watched Stupid Pet Tricks at the bar with my parents in the background with no sound on. And I was when you watch something with no sound on, obviously your creative mind goes to play and you're trying to piece it together. What's going on? Sarah Silverman with these stupid pet tricks. They had a goat on this lady with pink hair guide the goat, like the dogs through the dog jumping competition. They did the jumping and the goat jumped up and ate a potato and stuff like that. And I watched it after the fact with sound on and Sarah's just like, just making smart ass comments to the goat, not Not much of a good host, Sarah Silverman. Let's be more immersive with our fans and our crowd. I was just praising you, but maybe I'm going to knock you down a little bit like your haters. Let's be more into the stupid pet tricks. I kind of, when I'm watching it, I feel like she's just there to collect the check every episode. She's just there to get her money. That's how she doesn't give a shit about the stupid pet tricks. Sarah Silverman, give some effort. Give some care to your work. A lot of people would love to be in your position. There was a Saudi Arabian license plate on the road. I mean, you never know what you're going to see. Today, I saw a license plate. It just said Schomburg. It was a, they took a knife or scraper to it. They scraped off whatever state. You couldn't even tell what state it was from. Schomburg's a city in Illinois near Chicago. So I assume it was an Illinois plate. Those Illinoisans are nuts. And it just said Schomburg on it real big. What the fuck, dude? How have you gotten away? There are cops whizzing around at any minute here. It's just remarkable that Schomburg got away with it. But there's a Saudi Arabian Mercedes. And I'm tailing this car because first they cut me off. And that's not the reason why. But I'm a big observer. 
and I was looking at the license plate. I'm like, what is that? That's not one of the specialty Florida with the fish or the turtle license plate. It was, uh, I got a real close up look to it and the bottom's in Arabic. And then the top says Saudi Arabia. Uh, what the, f- is that street legal? I guess. I guess so. Maybe they're going to fuck around and find out. Pretty cool though. I, I did see someone had a Florida license plate in Europe. I think it was Hungary. And it's a big meme. Someone's like, why is there a Florida guy in Hungary? I don't know. Maybe you could ship cars and drive them special permit with a different country's plate. Who knows? I always saw the people from Mexico, which is pretty cool. They'll have their U.S., you know, their Florida plate on the back of the new whips they get once they get here. But they'll put their state plate from Mexico on the front of the car if it has that front license plate. That's a good way to do it. You should represent your pass on the front, your present on the back. There was a lady outside of Aldi today. Interesting. We're talking about uh, immigration, I guess. So I was just kind of wondering this lady's path. Now, number one, I don't know if you're allowed to solicit in front of Aldi. A bunch of workers walked by and they didn't give a fuck. I didn't really expect them to. I, I think she was from the Middle East. Just trying to paint the picture of the story because more detail helps. So I'm walking to Aldi. First thing I see... When I pull up as her, she has this big white sign with black writing on it. And it just says, no job or lost job, have baby, need food, God bless, love Jesus. I swear, that's pretty much verbatim of what it said. And it was just line. It was two words per line. Holding a baby wrapped in a towel. I'm like, holy crap, this is horrible. So I'm, I'm, I have no cash, but I have $15 in lottery tickets that are wa- winning lottery tickets, $15 worth in my car. Perfect. I'll give her this to say, go cash it out. And that's food. That's, that's 15 bucks. But everyone went up and gave her money, which is nice. But I'm thinking what did, did she perhaps just asking a question, just asking a question. Did she perhaps possibly come up through the border recently? I don't know. I don't know. Did she come from the middle East to Mexico and come up? with a baby. I mean, that's just, imagine what these people are going through right now. Totally get it. Trying to come make a better life of yourself. And there's so many of them. There's so many. I put this GoPro down there. That's a real life experience. But the moral of the story is, I don't know if this is going to start happening more. I mean, that's just kind of weird. You don't see people not taking away from the situation, but you really don't see people solicit in front of an Aldi. I mean, go to the, at least go to the Whole Foods or go to the, even Walmart's a step above or Publix. They'll give you more cash than at Aldi, but prayer, prayers to her, prayers to the kid. I just hope, I hope she did well tonight. I think she did. She got $15 in lottery tickets from me. I saw at least five people go up to her and give her some form of cash in my short half hour visit. So hopefully she got some dinner. I just hope she has a place to stay, at least a car for the baby to sleep. So not to end on a sad note, but folks, this is the Bayside Report. We're reporting from the Bayside. This is what goes on in the area. You got people with no license plates. You got Saudi Arabians driving around. It is chaos in the sunshine state. Thank you, everyone. I think this is it for the Bayside Report. I'm starting a Patreon. I started a Patreon. Uh, Garrett Bell, uh, the Bayside Report. I'm going to shoot separate episodes, extended content. We'll start that very soon, and I will link it in the bio. Thank you, everyone, for watching The Bayside Report.